0: What's up, guys? Wallow J here, and I'm here with my co-host, Chris. Chris, say hello to the peoples. Hello, peoples. Also joining us from Parts Unknown, Miggy. say what's up. What's up? He looking like a straight-up terrorist over there. (laughs) (laughs) Also from Parts Unknown, our other co-host, Egghead, say what's up. What's up? Whoa. And then, uh, of course, you know the guy right there on the other side of the screen, (laughs) You know, that's a little thing called the McDojo life.
1: Actually, yes, bro,
2: that's how we pay these bills, son. <laughs> well, we
1: don't, we don't pay a
2: lot of the bills. All right, so we don't really pay bills, but at the end of the day, <laughs> we still call out frauds anyway. Hey, you've had a busy week, bro. Yeah, man, it's been super fucking busy, dude.
0: From oh. uh the Favia thing. <laughs>
3: oh, I was waiting for that.
0: <laughs> Sorry. What?
2: <laughs> what? Why are you laughing, bro? That's not- <laughs> dude fuck that midget like that dude is like like the skid mark on the underpants of the martial arts society right like like when when the when the revolution comes right and like you know the apocalypse happens and shit and there'll be like three things to live it'll be like a rat it'll be a cockroach and it'll be fabia you know those will be the only things left you know man like the dude the dude's a con artist he is a cult leader in every sense of the word
3: no yes did you see the new breakout from diego by the way No, he just just has family members over his relationship with Fabia. Uh,
2: So that's, that dude's super cult level, right? He's already doing the dissociation from family. Yeah. You know what he means is like, every time he comes out to talk, somebody should just have like one of those old school, like foghorns. And just every time he speaks, every time he tries, no one wants to hear you. Shut the fuck up. Like, and what kills me is Diego Oh, he's an eccentric dude. We know he does weird things. So obviously he's going to be susceptible to like a cult leader like that. The dude was having a hard time. He was going through a divorce. He left Jackson Lincoln John around that time. I'm also pretty sure because of Fabia, he decides like, yo, maybe I need to branch off and figure out how I'm going to financially support myself whenever I leave MMA. And I get that he's trying to like build a nest egg. He invests into self-awareness. The only problem is, is that it's being led by a cult leader. Right. And every, like, think about what happened with Matt, Sarah, Matt, Sarah, probably one of the most OG dudes on the planet eating breakfast, minding his own business. And all of a sudden this guy comes up fucking with him over some eggs. Like I, if I'm eating my scrambled eggs. You can be polite and sit down and we could talk, but you don't stand <laughs> over me and rudely bark at me. Like I'm the guy in charge of what the media says, you know what mm-hmm. now? Fuck you. Cause guess what? I am the media, bitch. I'll say what I want. Right. And at the end of the day, if I decide that I want to talk shit about Fabia, he's more than welcome to hit me up. And you know what's even weirder? Just tossing it out there not to bogart the conversation, but I gotta get it off my chest. No, this is what you're <laughs> here for. Yeah, yeah, bro. Hey, 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 bro. Yeah. Dude, the the day I the day before the Fabia thing, right? I I announced it. I'm like, yo, I'm gonna drop a Fabia thing, you know, right. like on our YouTube, whatnot. And then the day of, like I'm sitting there recording and I'm getting all my stuff together. Diego sends me some DMs and it's all about every DM was about I'll send them to you all if you guys want to check them out. Uh uh (laughs)
0: Uh-huh. (laughs)
2: Uh-huh. So the day of Diego sends me DMs. Right. And then the DMs, it's like all about how Cowboy Cerrone is this giant racist. (gasps) In my head, I'm going, what? A cowboy from the south? says racial things, that's crazy talk. Like, news Like, that's not news to me, you know? But at the end of the day, I respect the fact that, he, uh, and I let him know. I was like, yo, dude, just so you know, I'll look into that because that's what I do, and I'll, I'll investigate, and I'll find out what the proof is and all that. I, I'll do that because, uh, again, I feel obligated. But at right. the same time, this probably isn't the direction you really want to go right now because you got all this heat coming at you. You should address the heat. And then maybe do some finger pointing later on down the road. You know what I'm saying? Like, not just trying to point. Don't, the don't, don't off the
3: now, man.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, right now, Chris is heartbroken to hear that, that kind right.
3: of a racist.
4: Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I will wait till the jury's out until Rob does his
3: digging at that point. And
4: then he comes <laughs> back and goes, yep. Chris is like this. He's dude like, hey, we, we got crazy about right it.
3: in front of us right now with a potential. Uh, what is it? That Dana White's about to send the mafia after Diego kind of stuff. <laughs>
4: oh, yeah. You know? No, he was uh, all like he was scared dude, the UFC is going to come kill him.
3: I'm like, dude, I love their the Rocky fuck? cosplay. You know, like Diego's playing like a meat carcass in the butcher shop. And then D- or Josh is playing Rocky beating on Diego. I love that. Uh, yeah. Well, I
0: mean, he's good at that. I'm bidding his meat, so.
4: (laughs) (laughs) That's just such a weird fucking dynamic, man. It's just weird. Yeah, I mean, it's just,
3: what the fuck? Like, you know, there
4: again, I think like we said last week,
3: this is is walking CTE in action. Yeah, no, but so this storyline is something I'd expect to see off of like the many meme pages I follow on Instagram, right? Like I had to do like a triple check to see like this is for real. This is a real video. Yeah, I thought it was, it was like a a really some fake good shit. Edit. Yeah, I thought it was a great edit. And I was like, oh no, it's not. You like, saw my head getting hung upside down and getting hit yeah, on. Yeah. That was crazy. <laughs>
4: yeah. That's
3: just it's, it's just why? making can cheese with that brain, dude. Every hit is just a hole through the cheese.
2: Look, well, I'm i, I you know what kills me? The the audacity of this little midgety fuck. The, the audacity. This dude comes goes to the UFC and demands like Diego's medical records for like the last what several fights, I guess, at least while he's been his coach, and he demands medical records, right? First of all, you can just get those. Like, you don't have to demand from the UFC. Like, if Diego wants his medical records, they're his. He can just go get them. So that's a weird thing to do because that's legally his right to have access to his own medical records. But then the next thing we see is him getting, like, punched in the head while being (laughs) hung outside. Yeah. Yeah, you really care about this dude's safety, you asshole. Like, this dude is a huge turd. Right. Like I, I, what I, what blows my mind is I don't think people really understood just how deep this kind of stuff goes until you see a coach at an elite level. And he's not an elite level coach. He's just a coach at an elite level. So don't yep. get that twisted, but a coach who's at an elite level. And then all of a sudden he's doing these cult like things. And he's not the only one. Diego's not the only guy. Diego was one of the, one of the guys there. He also has a hold of a, uh, Stephen Bonner. A, a, I heard, um, Help me out. Uh, was it Stefan Bonner? Stefan Bonner. Thank you. So he's got Stefan Bonner also there. Stefan Bonner was the guy who was holding the camera while he was confronting oh. the media team at the UFC interviews. Like oh, no. Media. Oh, so, shit. Dude, like, and you know what kills me is Angie Hill, who is a homie, a homie oh, yeah. of the show and a homie of the brand. Angie right. Hill was there. And she was there because they asked her, they were like, hey, since you're starting to start to slowly become a part of like more of the media team here, why don't you come to one of these things where we interview fighters and get feedback from them? Right. And, you, and that was her first one. Oh. goes <laughs> up uh, acting crazy. Hey, if Man, you we get through that,
4: though, then the rest of them from there are going to be easy. Right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we got
0: we got to have her back on and see and see what she said happened and all that stuff. Because, I mean, what we saw was a little snippet. And usually, I, I I really am not a fan of Megan O'Leary because, you know, I I've, I I don't know. For some reason, I wasn't a fan. After that day, I'm like, this chick's a gangster. <laughs> I, like, I like her. She's like, stop making it about you. It's not about
2: you. I'm like, oh, somebody's putting him in his place. <laughs> and Belder uh, did the same thing. Belder didn't play that crap. As soon as he started going off on those rant, he was like, nope just shut the fuck up. And then like what kills me is, it's called the school of self-awareness. This dude <laughs> yeah. has the least amount of self-awareness I have ever seen in my life. He starts every conversation aggressively, and then he wonders why people get back on him. Like the thing he did there was the funniest thing in the world. I, mean, I don't know about you guys, but the first time I watched it, laughed my ass off, it was great. Plus I was a little high when I watched it, but it's still so, Dude was like, he goes in, he interrupts the meeting, he goes, you guys don't know me. You don't care about me. And then he goes into a spiel, right? It's a little, he has a little man complex. You know, he wants to be bigger. He's got that Napoleon complex thing going on. And then he goes in on that entire room. And then when they get back in on him, he's like, whoa, what's the problem? We were just having a conversation. Like, bitch, no, you were being an aggressive little douchebag, right? From, right. you know, the, the lollipop guild or wherever you're from. And then all of a sudden you're mad that people start getting in on you. It's like, well, that's your own damn fault now, isn't it? And he wasn't making any sense. He kept asking for like, well, all we need, all we want is a fair plate. What the hell is that? Fair plate? Yeah. <laughs> I've had a full plate. I've yeah. had an empty plate. I've <laughs> never had a fair one.
5: You know? Exactly. Made no sense.
0: I mean, I, I don't understand that either because, you know, normally the, the commentators are, you know, they're they're unbiased. They don't, you know, they're not trying to pull for anybody, you know. It's like they're, they're calling it down the middle.
2: Yeah. So – they, they do what they do, man. Like, that's their job. They're not – at the end of the day, like, a media team's only job is to hide fights. And, and, let, and let's
0: be real. His last fight or, you know, the previous fight where oh. he uh, where he got dropped with an illegal, uh, you know, the illegal, strike. The, 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 oh, that whole fight, though. Oh, and my then, And then he was he asked the ref, if I can not continue, do I win the fight? It's like, okay,
2: do, can you continue or can you not? So, I'm like – I think hey. you did the smart thing. Like he's in his retirement age. He's been doing this since like uh the ultimate fighter one the first yeah. He's, he's yeah. Yeah. the last remaining man. active fighter from that season. Like even Lieben just
3: retired from bare knuckle. Yeah. And he's Did also, he really uh, yeah, yeah. He just retired at uh, oh, uh, thank god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. I know that he's he's one of those I've
4: always loved him from when he was in tough and just kind of watching his path and those last couple fights in bare knuckle, it's like fucking Somebody, please tell them to pump the
2: brakes. Just stop. Yeah. It's uh, it's rough. Like, you know, when I went to the Bare Knuckle, it was uh, Artem Lobov versus Paul Maggi. Maggiolani. Mag- 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 yeah. Mag- the, the goat. How do you say his last name?
0: Maggiolani or the goat?
2: Yeah. The goat. Well, <laughs> the, goat. the artem's easy. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Polly, not so much. Polly Maginali. Like, are, are you sure that's how you say it? I say Polly. I pretty, I'm pretty sure. If not, somebody
0: yeah. can correct me. <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go with Polly. there you go. Polly the Paisano,
2: hey, Well, yeah, hey. <laughs> <No, no. laughs> like yeah, so like uh, Artem beat the brakes off that dude. But when I got there, like their a uh, media team, which was hilarious. They were like, "Yo, you got to go to the media area." And I was like, "Oh, well, that's cool." Usually, the media area is like real close to the rain. You got good seats. Yeah, it's like in the upper deck, way in the back. <laughs> and I'm like. Bitch, I do this whole thing on my phone. <laughs> I can't even see what's going on. And I, they were like, uh, the lady who was in charge, I was like, yeah, let's, we want access to be able to go back there, interview fighters, maybe take a few like B roll pictures and stills and shit. And she like looked at me like I was crazy. She goes, what promotion has ever allowed you to do that? And I was like, literally every promotion I've ever been to ever from amateurs to pros has always allowed media a very specific amount of access. And you're shoving us in the corner like we got the kids table at Thanksgiving. You know, it's like any, get any out of here, promotion man. that wants to, you know, expand and build right. does that. She must what the be fuck you're doing. Oh, dude, they fired her. She's no longer like after that, <laughs> she was no longer in charge of their media. Like <laughs> oh, me and like four other dudes were, like sending each other texts. Because we didn't even know where to go or what time to be where we were supposed to be for, like, the um, the media day, like the, the weigh-ins. We were like, where are we supposed to go? Like, she wasn't answering her phone. Nothing. It's like Damn. it's a text. It takes two seconds. Put everybody on a mass text. You send it out. That's it. Day over.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know? Ruse. Ruse. So what do you think happens with Diego
2: next? Uh, he gets picked up by Bare Knuckle. You think so? Yeah. Bare Knuckle's <laughs> going to ride that. They don't give a fuck about Diego's health. They don't care about his health. They don't care about any of those fighters' health. They're only getting fighters who have names. They know he'll draw a crowd. Right. You know, obviously, he's got he, Diego. For me, I don't think his striking is nearly as good as his jiu jitsu. And I'm a Diego fan. His jiu jitsu is yeah. on point. He is fantastic on the ground. Yeah, His hands, unfortunately, the last couple of fights, because he's been listening to this dumbass troll, mm-hmm. you know, his hands haven't been looking as good. Hopefully, because he has um, what's his name? We just said his damn name. <laughs> Yeah, leave mm-hmm. uh, leaving, or Artem Bonner? You no, know, the other dude that's at uh, School of Stephen Bonner. Yeah, so now he's got Bonner there yeah. as well. Maybe at least he's got somebody else that he can work with on that. But he needs to stop listening to Fabia. And there's no, you want to have this like creepy little midgety dude who is a cult leader and that's your homie. Let that be your homie. Who gives a fuck? We all have a guy in our in our circles who were like, you know, he's an asshole, but he's our asshole. That's Everybody right. Everyone has <laughs> one. Let him be that guy, but don't let him be your coach. Don't let him take control of a business. Don't invest with him. You know, like certain people you keep at an arm's distance. There's nothing wrong with that. Y'all can be buddies. Y'all can go fishing. Who gives a fuck? Play dominoes on the weekends. You know, throw them bones. I don't care. But what you shouldn't do is allow that guy to manage you.
0: It it looks a little bit more closer than fishing. I mean, it looks like, listen, don't
3: forget OnlyFans.
0: (laughs) When John Jones is disgusted by it, you know that there's something going on. <laughs> and that's something that's some,
2: done some shit. Oh, uh, when um, uh, McGregor was speaking out against it, too. McGregor doesn't even like him and was speaking out against it for his safety, like, that's a that's a big shot. McGregor gives two fucks about anyone. He doesn't right. give a fuck about anyone. He punched an old man in a bar who refused to drink his drink. That's how much he gives a fuck. He injured people with glass by throwing a handcart through a bus window. He doesn't give a fuck about anybody. And when this dude says, hey, man, I think you're taking it a little far. <laughs> like, maybe we should listen. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I saw I saw the John Jones comments and I'm like, oh, shit. Now it's really serious when John's, you know, saying the shit that he was saying. But I guess it
2: is what it is, man. It's it's annoying. It's sad because we all we hate to see legends end their career on sour notes because he spent so much of it. And like, I think that he was legit when he was like crying and upset about how he's leaving the UFC. Like, I think that really did hurt his fucking feelings. But at the same time, there's that cognitive dissonance that he's missing. You have a cult leader who's in charge of you, who's ruining everything that you're doing. You're not taking a step back out of that for just a second to take a big picture look here and say, when did all this start to go wrong? And then go, oh, well, my life wasn't going very well here when I was going through my divorce and when he was going through his his things with Jackson Mm Winklejohn. Like that, for some reason, just seems to match up right around the time this creepy little cult leader comes into his life. And so, you know, obviously all everybody who's a fan of his speaks out against this on his Instagram account and he calls them all haters. What he's not seeing is those people are haters. Those people care like what happens to him. And they're not talking shit about Diego. They're talking shit about Fabian and Diego's taking it personally. Yeah. And he shouldn't like like if somebody like Walla, like me and you were hanging out and somebody goes, yo, Rob's a dick. You'd be like, "Okay, he's a dick. Who gives a fuck? He's a dick. All right, cool. That doesn't hurt your feelings, nor does it hurt my feelings. If somebody says some shit about you, it is our dick. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, do what I want. You can do what you want. Like, one thing that I like is freedom of speech. I think people have the right to be able to say what they want. I think it's extremely important, especially in our weird dynamic that we have in society today. that people have the right to say what they feel like saying. And if you don't like it, we are in the easiest society ever to turn it off there's a block button, there's an X button, you can move on to the next page, the next channel, you don't have to listen to that person. People who sit around and bitch and moan, oh my God, you said this, those people are soft as fucking baby shit, you know? And so what we're doing is we're perpetuating this when we see something like Diego, it kind of shows like a little bit of what's going on in the world, you know? It shows like Diego is almost like a reflection of that because people aren't even attacking him and he's taking it personally, you know? It's like, dude, you, you should see how much love there really is out yeah. there for yeah. you and know, how many people give a damn about you. Yeah.
3: Right. Yeah. You know, what's crazy is like, I mean, this is all like you mentioned, right? Those key signs of like when you're in a cult, like uh, whenever you train somewhere and people tell you, oh, avoid this gym because they, you know, they'll always give you that checklist. Fabia is literally fitting every single one from the moment where, um, like I said earlier, where uh Diego's disassociated from family members. You know how you mentioned earlier, like for the divorce and when the, the fallout with his team, like literally all those key moments. Whenever you get recruited to a cult, Diego just checked off
2: every single one. Yeah, it's, uh, it's weird, man. And we, you know, I um, we just finished filming our documentary about frauds in the martial arts. And during that time, we got to talk to two psychologists. And one was a psychologist who's kind of like more an expert in the field of martial arts cults, which is weird because I didn't even know there was one. But apparently there's one and we found um but that lady was talking about like things like love bombing, which is a, a term that was created for cults. Um, mm-hmm. It was actually in a book about cults. It was the first time love bombing was even really a term. And what it means is when you first join a cult, it's really similar to when you first join a martial arts gym. They love bomb you. They talk to you all about the great stuff that's going to become, you know, all these things are going to benefit you. This is for you. Hey, here's all the people we're going to introduce them to you. And they're all welcoming you with the loving arms. Like Diego was at a point in his life during that time where I guess he didn't feel like he had that. Mm-hmm. And this dude comes along and love bombs the fuck out of him. And next thing you know, he feels like that person is the person for him to be attached to because he felt like it was best for him and his psyche and his ego. Not, you know, I get all that, but like you can get that same shit without somebody taking advantage of you. Yeah. You know, when do you ever see now this does happen from time to time, but when's the last time you remember seeing a coach and a fighter do an interview together?
3: I a can't on rogan they've done it but yeah I, but I that's feel
2: like,
4: rogan.
3: like it's an intimate yeah. setting right it's not yeah. like everywhere else where they're controlling the narrative yeah but right? like He's,
4: sitting at a camera doing you know like a pre-fight presser or interviews up to the
2: fight very very i can't think of one really yeah and when's when's the last time you saw diego do an interview completely by himself oh, without Fabia? no, no. and like so- what two years yeah, yeah like that's, that's a huge red flag, man. And, like, you, I'm sure you guys probably follow the schmo, right? Yeah. Yeah, you know, he worked, he busts his chops. You know, he, he built a character. And him and that super hot Asian chick, whatever her name is, they're, like, dating. Um, and she's also, like, a MMA news anchor, uh, interview reporter. Um, and so they have a show together. And Fabia and um, uh, Diego were on that show. Well, when Fabia was trying to get a point across about, Hey, you know, it's uncomfortable when you have too many people in the ring. Like, well, that depends uh, depending on the person and the personality in order to prove his point about how it feels uncomfortable. He got up and he got like right in the schmo's face. And he's like, is that comfortable? (laughs) And then he went over to her and did the same thing, dude. Telling you if that was like, that was my chick. And this dude did that he'd be getting stole right there. No questions asked. Trying to intimidate a woman to prove your point on a podcast is a great way to eat a right hook. That's all I'm saying. And I'm a pacifist, but if that, like, there's some shit that just shouldn't be tolerated, and that dude would have gotten slapped the fuck up. I'd still slap that dude for some shit like that. You don't go and intimidate somebody to prove your point, especially when you're five foot one. (laughs) You know, my dick is bigger than this guy.
0: (laughs) Hey, we got a question for you here. So it says, why hasn't anyone asked Diego to demonstrate how Fabia tapped him in under a minute?
2: I can demonstrate. You want to you know how it's done? It's Fabia really goes, you're going to let me tap you in a minute. And then he touches him. And then ta- uh, that's it. It's brainwashing. He's a cult leader. Like, yeah. you know, and I've seen shit like this, dude. Like the first karate school that I was at. Uh, my original instructor's name was Master Lee Barden, um, and he was like a staple in town for a very long time. All the local fight nights, he was the referee. His wife, um, you know, a two years ago, um, his wife is still like a, works for the state athletic commission here in Florida as a timekeeper. Like they they helped build that here in town. Yeah. And his instructor was damn sure a cult leader. Like that dude was weird as fuck. His name was Roy Williams. You can look him up, right? But Roy Williams came in one time to spar with everybody. And he looked at my, my second boss, which was Lee's top black belt. And when they sparred, I swear to God, he had this long hair, like really long hair. And he took his glove and he like whipped his hair back and he looked him in the eye and said, don't touch me. And then they put touch gloves and like the look on that dude's face, like what? And then like got commenced to getting his ass like handed to him. And he was like, is this like a test? Am I like not supposed to hit you back? And it was like weird culty shit like that. And so I'm not unfamiliar with these crazy ass people, you know, like I got to deal with them all the time. This dude's a drop in the bucket. And that's what I think most people are not kind of starting to realize now. This is common. (laughs) This is super common. This is not rare. Fabias of the world are everywhere all the time. They're everywhere. The only difference is this guy just happened to get a spotlight and the world gets to see how crazy it is. But there are hundreds of thousands of these little culty fucks who are out there running their own cults who are also taking advantage of people with rape and murder and uh, what what else are they doing? I've seen little kids die because they believed in superpowers. Like mm-hmm. I see jacked up stuff doing this work. And when I see somebody like a Fabia, he's a step away from Kool-Aid. Step away from Kool-Aid. Literally. I'm saying that
1: yeah. what's going to happen is
2: that will not end well. And it's scary because we're all watching it and everybody's screaming, but no one's listening, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, I am i won't be surprised when, when the news breaks out that, you know, something happened to Diego. You know, it's like, no, well, you know, we kind of knew that he was coming.
1: Yeah. yeah,
3: like, it's, again, like, the fact that Fabia, you know, like you mentioned, uh, is able to manipulate him so much that if someone talks about Fabia, that's an insult. Or to the point where, again, this is what, like, this is the icing on the cake, because, again, that he has Diego convinced that Dana White is sending somebody after him. Like, me, that's literally the cherry on top, like,
4: like, dude, I feel dude, bad for that USADA guy that just happens to walk in and, you know, random, oh, you know, I mean, he's for a test, and he thinks it's one of Dana White's Agent 47 assassins that <laughs> proceeds to just beat the shit well, out of well, the dude, poor USADA no. guy.
3: Rewind <laughs> this real quick, Chris. Think about it this way. How did the piss test go with Diego? Does Fabio hold it for Diego, as he puts it, You know what I mean? Like, I like, like that deals,
2: has to be weird. What's even sad is even this conversation, somebody will probably interpretate it, interpret it as we're making fun of Diego, which is not the case. No, we were not like, really, I respect not. Diego, But at the same time, Fabia is a little trolly shit. And like, he's one of those people, like the reason, like, you know, I did this when I did the video about Fabia and I talked about him, the first thing I did was I started off with short jokes, right? I did like <laughs> <five> <laughs> six short jokes in a row, right? And people are like, well, that kind of takes away from your point. No, the fuck it doesn't. My point is, is that people who are taking advantage of people get no quarter. Get there is no safety for you. I'm not going to be polite or kind to you. If I make fun of you, I make fun of you for a damn good reason. Right. It's not like I'm just taking shots at every short short person in the world, right? I'm taking shots at a cult leader. Fuck him. Fuck everything about. If I saw that dude in in person, right? I would say fuck him. Diego would punch me in the mouth, but I'd still say it, right? Because he's he's a
3: cult leader. Because to me, what's crazy too, right? Like, imagine what else is really going on that we don't see, right? We're already seeing a lot. So imagine what else there is back there. Like, the that shit know, that we
4: don't see, yeah. Right, I don't, yeah. don't want to like, see. I don't want right.
3: to see. <laughs> <For> <laughs> all we see. know, Fabia now owns everything Diego owns. You know.
4: Oh, if not, it, it's only a matter of time.
3: Right, literally only a matter of time. He kicks Diego out when another chump comes by.
4: Yep. <laughs> that's I, a, it, that's, the the right. path is like this lifespan has got about two years. And yeah. then I, I think something bad. Yeah, he's going to milk it,
3: especially now. Like, what makes me feel really more concerned is this, right? Unfortunately, now Diego's kind of going to that gray water area, that murky water. He doesn't know what's going on. So, what if out of all this now, Diego gets no offers anywhere? is just going to dump him like
2: trash. That's what's really concerning, you know? Well, if Fabian is no longer in the spotlight, I I think that what probably if, I'm sorry, if Diego's no longer in the spotlight, I think what Fabio will do is he'll just focus on the school of self-awareness because now he has that financial backing. Oh, true. Right? And then he makes like the school of self-awareness and, you know, him <laughs> and the other guys. But event, there is no way that I can see that being successful in the long run mm-hmm. unless it becomes more of a cult. Yeah, um, if that makes sense, because yeah, like gotta right now, the thing that's making that successful is the name of an MMA fight, two MMA fighters.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, what happens
2: when that's no longer a name for you? What do you do? Well, you probably get desperate and start doing some really, really weird shit. You know?
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, hey. is Bonner even fighting still? No. I was about to say I thought he retired. So yeah, but still, yeah, he's, he's like, a name. Yeah, he is a name, and he's a great name. I mean, he's a great fighter. Yeah, so like uh,
3: Fabia's trying to get him on the Toyo Tires commercial to get some more, you know, income. Nah.
0: Well, listen, in about 15 years when we're, you know, saying President Fabia, you know, <laughs>
2: <laughs> shit's going to get really weird. <laughs> you know, You're not going to lie. It wouldn't surprise me. I'd be like,
0: nah, no, it, it wouldn't surprise <laughs> me either.
2: I mean, shit. The world is weird,
0: man. The world yeah. is
4: weird. At that point, I leave. Listen, I'm <laughs>
0: 15, 15 years ago Matt Serra would have jacked that dude up You know, oh, he, yeah. Would, yeah. he would have thrown him through a glass window I'd be like get the fuck out of here
4: mm-hmm. <laughs> I, still, I think he would still do
2: it today Given the right situation And uh, oh, yeah, for sure. I don't know I think sure. he's got a lot to lose now <laughs> Well like what? What's amazing to me is like There is like a class action lawsuit That's trying to be brought up about the UFC. There's like a fighters union that's trying to come together and do this class action law. Yeah, they've been trying the that for so long. That's yeah, been it's, it's like been what? A for a long time. But eventually I'm sure something will catch and I'm sure it will get a case eventually. Right. But that's just a matter of who's willing to be ground down first. You know, are the fighters willing to continue to pump money into this campaign or will they just let it fizzle, which I doubt they'll let it fizzle, but will they win? I don't know. I mean, uh, Mark Hunt won, I do believe Oh did he? You. I thought he won, didn't he? I haven't seen anything. Alex, somebody, is anybody that could look that up? That'd be cool because I thought they won that because uh, they knew that Brock Lesnar was juicing and he could prove that they knew he was juicing before the fight. And that put him obviously in a position where he could be hurt. Yeah. I swear he won that lawsuit. Maybe it even settled.
3: Well, good for Uh, him. Shit. Yeah. Last mention April 28th. Here we go. Uh, Mark Hunt says his class auction lawsuit against the UFC will change the whole landscape of fighting. That's the last little bit. Okay. So, yeah. I wonder so
2: what Do you think sorry. that he's on board with like all these fighters as a whole putting
0: I together th- this class action? I think he had his own thing going. I don't think he was yeah, I thought he had yeah. Yeah. so I, I had a question because back I want to say maybe four or five years ago, there was there was some sort of MMA union that was trying to get up and running. And their whole thing was trying to pass the Ali Act for MMA. Whatever happened to that? Because that would have changed the whole landscape of the UFC and,
2: you know, mixed martial arts as a whole. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not exactly sure. Stuff like that, it's hard to, like, speak on because it's so complicated, you know. And, like, there's a lot of moving parts that are constantly happening. More people are being added. There are people who are dropping out. Like, it's it's a weird weird position for MMA right now. But I love seeing how fighters right now are more of a free agency and you're seeing fighters moving to different promotions that they're just yeah. not happy with the promotion that they're at. You know, that's smart. That's great. I love seeing that.
0: Yeah, Rory McDonald went from UFC to Bellator to PFL. Uh-huh. So, hey, I mean, cool yeah, exactly, yeah. man. Uh, what's, what's the other guy? Uh, Showtime Pettis. He, yeah, went to, yeah. he went to PFL. <laughs> Although he lost his debut. That kind of sucked. That happens. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is what it is, man. Like fighters are getting good. You know, you don't have to be in the UFC to be good. Back in the day. Yeah.
1: Now,
0: Yeah. Now it's like you can find studs in Bellator, PFL,
2: anywhere, you know, so. I have a dream league in my head. I've always oh, yeah? won. The guys who get caught for juicing, I don't think they should be kicked up. I think that they should just be put in their own division for the yeah. juicing. Like <laughs> let everybody everybody who's ever juiced, you're no longer in the 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 what do they call it? Uh, <laughs> like the division, no yeah,
3: natty division.
2: Yeah, the, the natty, you're no longer with the natty guys. You get put <laughs> with the juice heads and you get to stay there and you can fight as long as you want. Juice yourself to your eyeballs content. Just juice it up, right? But then at the end of the day, you only get to fight guys who juice.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And here's the thing. So that they really do it, just call it the power division. So that way they don't feel any less, you know.
2: You know, then the guys who are old. You know, who have to have that HGH to even get out of bed in the morning. You know, you, yeah. you let, them, let them have at it.
0: I'm all I about think, it. I mean, I think if everybody agrees that, hey, you do whatever and you do whatever, then I think yeah, as long it's like in the head, contract where it's yeah. good. It. I, I mean, as long as
2: everybody knows up front what's going on, then I think it's OK. That's what they do in Japan. Look at Gabby Garcia. You think she's not juiced to the gills whenever she gets into a fight? Oh, I saw one of her uh, videos responding to Craig Jones, and yeah, you can you can hear it a little
3: bit. Listen, I will I will I will say this about Gabby Garcia.
2: I'll date her.
0: Who the fuck oh, fuck's me gonna me. Yeah. to me? Yeah, and nobody gonna say shit to me. <laughs> <laughs> if they do, I'll be like, "Yo, baby, get you want to take care of that?" <laughs> I will say
3: shit over a fake profile on the internet where I can't be identified with that. But to She'll her face, your ass down. to her face, I'm like, "How's it going?" <laughs> Yeah, Dude, Gabby's awesome.
2: She's like the coolest fucking individual, but at the same time, she she it's just, like... Stuff I, happened, I, yeah, not, right. None of us are fooled that you're not juiced. Like, Yeah, I mean, you have to... <laughs>
4: you you kind of have to realize that people are going to say you're juiced to the fucking mm-hmm. gills. And I then mean, the
2: fact that you're
3: fighting literally Japanese grandmas. That's the... <laughs>
4: hey, that woman stepped into the ring. She knew you know, what she was, she getting, she into. was getting
2: into. Right? Yeah. I, she wouldn't, I, don't I don't agree. agree. <laughs> I don't think. <agree. laughs> I Don't think that woman knew what she was getting into. Why? Look at what happened as soon as she hits, like, as soon as she gets into the ring. What's the first thing that old lady did? She bounced off of two ring ropes. She <laughs> thought, I think she thought they were wrestling and she thought that this is going to be rigged. And then when she got hit, she was oh, like, what the fuck? We're <laughs>
4: saying in the script because <laughs> then, then you can see she's trying to run away, and Gabby would not let her just grabbed her and pulled her back and slung her. I say the same way if it was me, though. <laughs> I bounce off Gabby. the ring rope and then over. Oh no, I thought this was. Oh my God. Next <laughs> thing you know, I'm getting leg locked. Gabby comes at me. I'm running. Hey man, Gabby works out, dude. Hell yeah. I'm hoping her cardio shit. Cause mine's, <laughs> at least I hope it's shitty. Cause I mean, my cardio shit. So at least if it's
3: better than her. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, got it. I
4: can outrun her.
3: Dude,
5: I dropped something. I think she's got the strongest jaw on the screen right now. Yes. Yeah.
2: yeah. She does. Dude, that's I forget the six you know, there's a great fight between her and Mackenzie Dern at the IBJJF is yes. uh Gabby lost. Yep. Yeah. That's not so bad. She she looks like lean, but at the same time, I guess it's because of the angle. She doesn't look massive. But if you look at the oh, picture, yeah. her, I mean, and I'm not talking no. shit about her. I think she's a phenomenal athlete. No, I no, do yeah. I mean, no. oh, that's this a beautiful is, this, picture.
0: This is probably around
4: 210. Dang. Yeah. yeah I'm, how tall is she? Let me see how tall she's. She is. like 6'2, isn't she? I mean, look, I'll tall. take I will take that all oh, day long <laughs> versus versus the yellow shirt. Yeah, no, daddy.
2: next to Vandaly. Oh, yeah. well, next to Vandaly for a, There's a picture of her standing right next to uh the axe murderer. Um, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Get that. We're done. Yeah, and that kind of goes to show you, like, just the size of. her If nobody's looked up Gabby Garcia's matches and you're watching, you definitely should, because she is talented in jujitsu. jitsu yes. but at the same time, like, you cannot tell me she was not juiced or The eyeballs doing that right there at that no. time, it just looked like maybe she didn't have the proper workout routine to be able to handle the juice. Because if you, <laughs> you know, you're taking steroids, you have to work out, or you look puffy, and that's what I think I see here.
3: So that's the picture you were talking about, Maggie?
2: Oh yeah. That's no, the one more.
3: next to it to the left of it is my favorite because just her in, in movement next to him. Oh like man. I mean her arms are bigger than his, bro.
4: <laughs> yeah, like I said, Dude. I date her. I I, I will oh, feel not hey. I will feel secure. I will date the I will date the one here in the crop top all
2: day long. <laughs> well that's what she looks like now. Like yeah. Gabby Garcia now is like leaned out and she's like changed up her diet or whatever her, her cycles are. Um, she's you know, she, around she, she
3: changed up her acai supply. <laughs>
2: there you go. Yeah, that's a big difference. You know, that's yeah. But in Japan, like she's a celebrity, dude. Like people stop on the subway and like try to take pictures of her and shit. Like, that's a thing for them over there, dude. People who are like massive. Like it's like Bob Sapp. When you look at Bob Sapp's career, dude, Bob Sapp was taking so many dives, he might as well have been on the Olympic swim team. Like yep. he's diving. But he's but he's loved over there. This is oh. her
0: today, right here, though. Yeah, still not that bad. She's yeah. around two thirty-eight, two forty-five. She's I'm, bigger than Galvao, bro. Like I saw her. <laughs> I, I saw her standing next to Galvao, and I'm like, holy fucking shit! Either Galvao is really small, or she's big.
4: And the crazy oh. thing is, is you still think Henry Cejudo could probably,
2: well, he probably still could beat that. Uh, uh, well, like, have you seen? Um, you um, saw what happened with Galvao and um, Al <laughs> uh, Gordon Ryan, right? Yeah. Of course, oh, yeah. yeah. She oh, was yeah. the one holding oh, Galva. <laughs> so, what kills me is like, so we interviewed Galvo for the documentary, and yeah. uh, that happened a week. We interviewed him a week before he got slapped, right? And so I was like, "Oh fuck, man! Like that's not a good <laughs> look, you know." But anyway, <laughs> what kills me isn't how he handled it. Like he got slapped up because of his own fucking fault, and I like Galvo. I like Andre Galvo. I'm not talking shit. I'm just saying the truth is the dude fucked himself there. You know, Gordon Ryan tried to shake his hand. He ignored it. Okay. You're a grown man. You don't have to accept anybody's handshake. I get sure. that. But then you chase the dude down and talk shit behind him expecting nothing to happen. Okay. Then he stopped to confront you and have a conversation and you push him yep. Well, now you put your hands on somebody who has the right to defend himself. So as the most confident human being on the planet, his face doesn't even change. He smacks him so goddamn hard, I thought he needed baby powder on that thing. He just <laughs> and then after that, he still continues to talk shit and gets slapped a second time. Yeah. And then starts talking shit again to the point where like Gordon Ryan was bored of slapping him and goes and sits down and does his like his interview. Yeah, the interview, yeah. That, and then I'm like, oh my God, you gotta make a statement. There's no way you can go like, oh, like this in this industry and not say anything about that. And then what's his statement? Well, half of it was in Portuguese, so I don't even know what he's right. saying. But.
3: he got smacked so hard that Gordon knocked those prices 50% off 50% for one course. off to Galvao online. <laughs> That's how good of a smack that was. Man. That's what Respect was so fucking 29%. bad. Yeah,
4: That's, that, to me, was the worst thing. Of the, if he would have came out and been genuine and been like, you know, look, like I, up I fucked up you know, as an adult. I did that. You know what I teach. If he would have done any of that, cool. But instead, it was a little bit of that.
2: And then buy my shit. Yeah, You're that right. was yeah. that was the worst move he could have made. Was try to sell his online <laughs> tutorials after getting smacked up on self like, defense. Let uh, me uh, show uh, you how to self defense after. I just hey got guys, slapped check out white.
3: this new video. Huge honor for me to show you the slap defense. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Listen, I, I think I saw even people that don't like Gordon say, "Yeah, Gobal was in the wrong. He put his hands yeah. on him." I mean, how, how do you ba- how, how do you address that? How, what is the proper way to say I fucked up? Right there.
2: One, when a grown man slaps you, even if you know he's going to murder you, you fight that
1: dude.
2: <laughs> like, like what happens when what happens back in the day when they take off a white glove and somebody got slapped? Somebody was going to get shot. That was yeah. a duel, son. Like one of us has got to go. You can't just slap me. Right. And so it, even if you're going to lose that fight, you fight. But then, you know, he can play the whole. Well, I was being honorable card, blah, blah, blah. OK, cool. Then no. Get online. You tell people, look, I want to go ahead and settle this once and for all. You know, let's go ahead and just have the match. Let's just yeah. go ahead and do it and get it out of the way. And if you lose, at least you would lost with some integrity. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Why, why do you think he, he won't do that, though? I mean, that's
3: that would be like the easiest thing. he doesn't thing. want to lose to Gordon. That's why, bro. That's yeah. it. Well, that's who that. does? Yeah, nobody, nobody wants but, to lose. But here's the thing. You probably forget or haven't seen. Galvao is known for doing his yearly moonwalk at every major IBJJF tournament where his team wins the team trophy. The dude loves winning. You don't want to lose to this gringo kid that's come up like what tw- you're twice his age, pretty much. You hey. don't want to lose to
2: that.
0: He's half Puerto Rican now, bro. So
2: Yeah,
3: he's one of Easy. us. Now.
2: He reps. I got it. Solution, right? Easy. You're waiting in your car. The IBJJF is just kind of ending. Gordon Ryan's shaking hands. He's walking out to his car. Bam! Next thing you know, somebody hit Gordon Ryan with a car. Whoops. And then after that, you go, hey, I challenge you.
3: <laughs> right? And yeah, now that you know, he's, he's not working below the waist, you're like, let's do it. But
2: that was a joke, by the way. I'm not encouraging violence against Gordon Ryan to being hit with a car. Gordon Ryan is also cool as fuck. I met him honestly, several times. But honestly, been me.
3: In a situation like that, I would feel bad for the car because Gordon's pretty solid.
4: He'd probably entire lock it. Right? <laughs>
0: That's, that's another thing, you know, people talk so much shit about Gordon, He's this, he's that. Like, I've met him also, and he was actually pretty damn cool. I met him in Tampa. So, I don't know. I, I just can't follow the whole, you know, people shitting yeah. on him online. It's just and,
3: his internet persona, man. Like, yeah. for him, like, I know why the kid partially does it, right? Like, because of him, people have watched him, right? Now he has one signing him. He has a grappling match against, uh, was it Shinya Yoki, I think? Yeah. Yeah, person. that's so, August, so he, August 29th, I believe yep. it is. So, think about it, The first grappler to have like an event and a major promotion. Okay. Listen, what he's doing
0: is just going to elevate the sport more. That's more money for other people, for other grapplers. I'm happy that he's doing it because eventually that, that'll that trickle down to our boy Squirrel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well,
2: I mean, you know he's, I mean, he's I mean, working hard. He's working hard. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's got his hustle right now. He's doing he good. He is. He's And, and essentially,
4: I mean, tell me anything negative Gordon's done for jiu jitsu. Nothing. I mean It
3: depends right If you're Brazilian The worst thing he did Was slap Galbao But I mean Well yeah, I mean, fault. Well if he slaps Marcelo Garcia I could see
0: where That would be an issue oh, Yeah man, okay not a, yeah, yeah, not a right line
3: Right there, there. <laughs> that,
2: that
4: man's a national treasure You don't fuck yeah. with that shit just, Yeah
2: You know, you know Plus like What does Marcelo Garcia Is like what Five six Something yeah, like that yeah, he's yeah, not a to hand. Hand. But he's
0: a gentleman He's not yeah. gonna He's not gonna put himself In that position That Galbao put himself nah. in
2: no, he wouldn't sit there and go back and forth. He would just be like, "Okay, that's how you feel." Yeah, Bye. yeah, and, then, and I it. bet he would probably have the match. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, he, you know, I think Galbo was asking for an exorbitant amount of money too. I think he was asking for a million dollars. Oh yeah, yep. And I think they came up with it. Yeah, yeah they, they were they were going to give it to him, but he still fucking turned it down. Dude, like, a million dollars, I will let you tap me. Sure, oh Take bro. The Take today. the meat. Your life gets beaten up, and then yeah. I'll be on the on the news, just crying with my hundred dollar bills. Why? Oh my god! <laughs> oh man, my ankle locked me. Ooh, I wouldn't give a shit. I go out and buy a Lamborghini and cry in that. <laughs> uh,
0: I got a question here for you from uh Lloyd, and he asked "Why do you think Bruce Lee never fought?"
4: Because he was smart. He well, he did fight. Well, I guess no, he had
2: matches, not technically. Yeah, Bruce Lee was right. smart, man. He wasn't a professional fighter. He was an actor and a philosopher. You know, was he a martial artist? Yeah, but I mean he was an actor. That's what he wanted to do with his life. What was the first thing Bruce Lee was a champion at? It was dancing. Like he wanted to be an entertainer. He didn't want to be he didn't want to be this grandiose fighter. He had opportunities to do so, but he was an actor. Like why why would anyone take the lesser of the two? Like why would I okay, like ronda rousey here's a great example people got upset when ronda rousey decided to go to wwe why why are you mad she's getting paid more money she's in less real danger i mean she still could be hurt and yeah. in her work but she's in less real danger she's mm-hmm. in the spotlight she's making a fuckload more money and she's happy and she's able to have a kid now she has a family like when she was fighting dude it's a lot different that's a different environment those training right. camps suck You know, usually with training camps, you're isolated for like eight weeks. You're not really going about that family life for that eight weeks. And when you are there, you're just an asshole. Like you're not eating what you want to eat. You're not doing what you want to do. You're miserable. You're grumpy. Like I feel bad for families when a fighter has to go through a training camp because they're going to be dicks. Like they just can't help it. They're they're miserable. They're fucking hungry. And they got to go murder someone with their hands for money. You know, they're not going to be the nicest people. So unless
0: unless you're Angela Hill, who looks like she's having fun with it.
2: Yeah, but her coach is also like
4: her dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Her husband, yeah. <laughs> and I don't know how much I don't think she has to cut that that much. I don't think no, she I does. think she, she huge does. Ready. Yeah. I you
0: love know.
3: her. She's oh, so yeah. funny, man. She's dude, got like oh, yeah. one of the her best Instagram. Instagram yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Did you see her little roast of Cena Smith the other day? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw oh. it. Was so funny, man. <laughs> what she was doing how he punches. Yeah, the punches. Uh.
4: <laughs> I like her new shirt, too. Her new shirts.
2: Yeah. Pretty dope. Goya killer, not like I was someone's that. head off or something.
4: Yeah, yeah. Uh, what what was it? Uh, yeah, it's like Goya killer, I
2: think. Uh, and it's bitch, a- bitch hunting season or something Goya like Goya that.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and she's an OG, dude. But what's crazy is like she's been in the game for so long, and now like her last several fights, she's been catching traction. I don't know exactly what it what it's been or what has been clicking in her life, dude. But she's been wrecking house. She's yeah, been dude, doing well, that's stories. because she came Show's on the up. show.
0: Yeah, she came on our show. And that's when she started wrecking people. <laughs> that's what it was. I know it. I, I saw like, that. Uh, I saw that Bisping was uh, giving you some love. Have you Have you spoken
2: to him at all? Every once in a while, it's like real short. It's kind of like Rogan. It's not like long conversations. It's just like little things here and there. And I get it. They're both busy. And one thing that I realized when doing this is that I just I guess I don't understand. Um, the dynamic between somebody who was at that echelon and where I am. And it's very difficult to interact with those people and actually pretend like you have anything in common with them. And the truth is is that you don't like you just don't. And so like, rather than trying to like inject myself in any of their lives, like if it comes up, it comes up. If it doesn't, it doesn't because it is fucking weird. And I know it's gotta be weird for them too. You know, like somebody who was it. Uh, There was some famous like speaker recently and he was talking about how, you know, it's not only is it weird for people who are famous to be around people who aren't famous, but it's also weird for people who aren't famous to be around people who are because it's a weird dynamic. Like you're so removed and people say, you know, like people like that, you know, they're never changed. That's a lie. You can't help it. Like when you walk into a restaurant, like there's a story about GSP when I interviewed um, when I interviewed John Wayne Parr, John Wayne Parr went to a training camp with GSP at TriStar. When he went to the training camp, John Lee Parr was like, yo, let's go down to the corner store and let's get something to drink. And GSP was like, well, let's get the car. I'll get like an Uber and we'll go. And he's like, why? John Wayne Parr was like, dude, it's like two blocks away. We'll just walk and we'll come back. And GSP was like, no, you don't get it. Like, it's going to take us three hours. I promise you to go there and back. And John Wayne Parr was like, that's fucking ridiculous, dude. dude you're buying into your own bullshit. Let's go. And they did. And <laughs> And what people don't really know, I guess, about GSP is that he is actually that nice of a human being. Is, that's not a persona. He is that person. And well, so it's Canadian. Yeah. Uh, well, He's yeah, yeah, it. Canadian. Of course he's nice. But yeah, he's also French. So. So, yeah, okay. <laughs> but dude's walking down the street and he kept getting stopped. And he would be nice enough to stop and talk with everybody and take <laughs> pictures. He said it took them four hours to go down to the corner store and back because – GSP is such a nice guy that he would stop with all those people, right? And so what I don't think people understand is when people go up to people like that, like a Bisping or a Rogan or a GSP, that you're not the first person to do that to them that day. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of think from our own perspective, like, oh my God, this is the only opportunity I will get to talk to this person. What you don't think about is how many times this motherfucker got stopped and this happened to them over and over and over again so eventually they're not going to be rude to you but eventually they do have to live their life without a camera sticking in their fucking face and so I think it's important that you give them the respect and distance to let them live their life without being hounded especially like you know at the end of the day we'll talk it'll be cool eventually it'll happen but like I try not to force that shit because it makes me feel gross you know it was
4: always it was always fun running into the uh, the football players because I'd I was an electrician, so I did a lot of their houses here in Jacksonville. So you would mm-hmm. see the football players who either one really bought into all their shit, or two were just some of the most down to earth, normal. Even though they're a football player, normal kind of people. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is interesting to see the ones you the ones you thought would be the assholes weren't, and it was kind of vice versa. Like the nicest one ever was uh, Mark Brunell. Oh, probably he was probably the greatest. One we did him, uh, we did Baselli's. Um, the worst one though, which broke my heart, was uh, Natural Means. No, it was one of it the, he was a Frank Comp, no, not Thomas. Um, he was our running back for a bit. Fred Taylor,
3: Fred Taylor. That
4: oh, it yeah, breaks
3: my heart, man. Yeah, it broke no. my heart because he was a
4: gator and dude was a giant asshole. <sighs> it broke my heart.
2: Yeah. That hurts my soul. I used to love Fred Taylor,
4: dude. I did too, and you know, especially coming from you know UF and all like that. And then when we got the opportunity, and you know, was doing the house, and then met with him, and it was like, fuck. Okay, cool. This is how it's going to be. You ain't getting extra shit. Well,
0: listen, you 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 had a pretty special relationship with Jimmy Smith and Keenan McCardle. Yeah.
4: yeah, I did. They were they were hella fun because I used to, <laughs> what I did because I used to uh, run the uh, back. Before it was GameStop, it was actually called Babbage's back in the day. I um, remember Babbage's. It, yeah. Did they get bought out at the mall? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Babbage's, Babbage's got bought out by uh, GameStop, that. and then. Um, but when it was Babbage's, they would actually call for the games, and I wouldn't. You know, they were like, "I'll come in." I was like, "I'll just come through the back because I don't want you to have to come through Regency Square Mall." You know, this is back when it was top of the fucking world for them. So yeah, I would just I'd, I had their cards on file. They would call me up, and give me the list of the games. I would just go ahead and ring them up, run them out, and then they would, you know, hit me up on the phone and let me know we're at the back. And I'd just walk back there, bullshit with them for a bit, give them their games, make it nice and smooth so that way they didn't have to come in and be bothered. And uh, super fucking – I think I sat there for like an hour talking to Jimmy Smith about uh, one of the uh, NFL 2K
2: games when it came out. <laughs> How Did cool would that be, though, if like – I mean – this is ego for sure, but how? Like, I don't give a shit. I got ego, but how cool would it be if like you're 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 playing a video game and you're on it, and the only reason you bought the video game was because you were in the video game. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, I mean, it's it's always fun whenever Madden comes out because
4: you'll see the YouTube video of the players reacting to their Madden scores, you know, yeah. and them bitching about their Madden. I see scores. that, yeah. man. I'm yeah. faster than that shit. eight. Ninety
3: eight. Is this? Yeah, I should be at a hundred, bro.
4: Yeah, that was always fun.
0: I I heard that Lamar Jackson was the last one to do that. Like, I think he didn't like that he was at 98. He thought that he should have been at 100.
2: (laughs) Well, they all think think they should be at
0: 100.
2: Yeah, they all. Well, I mean, if you do it right, there's only, like, you. all of their, like, their runs are measured. Like, they they measure, like, how fast they run. So, like, that should be easy. Like, just go look it up and find the fastest guy, and he gets 100. No one else. Just that one guy. Yeah, and one guy. Sorry, bro. It's not you. That's yeah. no, like <laughs> it has to
3: suck being in the UFC, popping in the UFC, and then like just to see that Bruce Buffer has better stats than you do. Right? Man, that shit has to hurt, man. Well, Buffer has better Starford, stats than cool, everybody. But it still has to hurt.
0: So um he he does make a point here. Uh Tiago says, People say never meet your hero or your idols. Uh he says I say the opposite. I kinda I kinda agree with, with that terminology of uh yeah. of never meeting your heroes, because you might be so disappointed.
4: Like, well, go ahead. I was gonna say it took so much for me to even say hi to Chewy at the last PGF. I really? she,
1: yeah.
0: It
4: really did. It really did because I'm not that guy. I don't. I tend to just leave people alone. As, you know, admire from a distance mm-hmm. kind of thing. You know, and Chewy was there, and I've I've been a fan of fucking Chewies for probably four years, and then when he came in, I was dude. I was like. Fucking oh
1: shit It's Chewy
0: (laughs) This motherfucker was like bro Chicken I was Chewy and I I just gave him a head nod And I just kept going
4: (laughs) Dude I was like Starstruck I was like holy fuck it's Chewy And then I just happened to pass him (laughs) (laughs) I just happened to pass him was like hey man very nice meeting you Really enjoy your videos Super nice guy I Mm. mean stopped immediately what he was doing It was just like oh man thanks for watching my videos I really appreciate it you know and talked to me for about five minutes. I was like, well, man, I'll let you go. Let's get back to your seat. You know, I don't want to keep you super cool. I was very glad I went and walked up and said something to be him. honest. Did you get a boner? Oh, I was, I was from to <laughs> 6 midnight the minute he walked in. <laughs> chewy. I mean, fuck. The man's
2: beard is amazing. You know, I don't know if you like I. I it's funny because I did get a chance when I was younger to meet one of my heroes. I got to meet Bill Wallace. And he like after that he was a little bit more of a mentor and mo- most people don't know about Bill Wallace is he, because he's pretty much, he was already older when I met him. Anyway, he was one of those dudes that just always speaks his mind. He has no problem saying exactly what's on his mind at any given moment, kind of like a nine year old dude who's hit senility and he just doesn't care what he says or if you're offended. And so back then I was Gothic. I was 16 years old when I met him and I had like I, I dressed Gothic back in the day. Those are the only people who actually like really accepted me other than fighters. And so, like, I had, like, these red, like, glasses on. Like, I had my contacts in. I had, like, this red shirt and red pants. And I stood out like a sore thumb. And my instructor, Lee, he goes, hey, man, I want you to meet somebody. This is Bill Wallace. And I was a little starstruck because I had watched, like, all his kickboxing matches. And, like, I was a huge fan. And Bill Wallace goes, oh, hey, man, nice to meet you. And he puts his hand on my shoulder. And he walks with me away from everybody. I was, oh, fuck. Like, Bill Wallace is about to have, like, a one-on-one conversation with me. Like, like. Like I'm like a mentor student kind of shit. I was like, this is amazing. Then so like as I'm walking, he goes, hey, man, uh, how old are you? I go, 16 years. He goes, oh, okay. okay. Um, why are you dress like that? <laughs> and I go, well, I mean, this is just how I like to dress. He goes, can you do me a favor? And he was like super sincere. And I was like, yeah, of course. W- what do you want? He goes, stop dressing like that. You look like a faggot. And then he just walks through. And-, <laughs> and I was like, I met this. This is the first time I ever met Bill Wallace the first time I ever met this dude, right? And like <laughs> that's what he says to me. And I'm like going, oh, okay. And like I'm out like by this time he's already like walked back to the group and shit. And I'm kind of standing there by myself, just like all insecure. Like, maybe I should stop dressing this way. <laughs> <laughs> what do I do now? When did you stop dressing like that? When I felt Next like day. it because I'm a grown ass man, I dress like, like fucking
0: yesterday. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I stopped. I stopped dressing that way when I started living in the gym. Like when I was just in the gym all the time, like the only thing I ever wore was just like uniforms. Gi- I was in gi pants all the time. Um, at that time, I was teaching karate. So I had gi pants that actually had pockets in them because Century had pants like that. So that's all I wore. You know, and because I was doing the type of karate I was doing, we always wore T-shirts and uh, T-shirts. We didn't have to wear a gi. So I was just in like T-shirts and gi pants all the time. And uh, that's when I stopped dressing like that. But, you know, it is what it is. And like, I got to tell you, like after that moment, rather than like taking it personally, I fucking love Bill Wallace to death. Like I can respect somebody who speaks their mind. He didn't sugarcoat it. That's exactly how he felt. And I knew from that moment on that that dude would probably never lie to me. He would tell me exactly what the fuck he had to say, and I respect that. You know, it's like it's like old school barbershop. Going to a yeah. barbershop, the barber starts making fun of you. He's not making fun of you. He's bonding. This is yeah, fun. yeah. He's having old fun school. with you. Yes, exactly. You can kid him. You can go back at him if you want. That's not gonna hurt his feelings. Yeah. <laughs> you know.
4: You just like, better have your A game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. they're that. good That's all they do. <laughs> because that's so, the way it's always been is, is if we don't fuck with you we don't like you yeah You know, if, yeah. if we meet you and we're super nice and you know you're you're part of the group but we're like you know nice and shit like that
3: big red flag right there yeah it's just you're not you're
4: not in the crew if we start fucking pounding on you non-stop every day we see right. you yeah, if, if talk you talk shit,
3: worse to me to my face than you do yeah. behind my back the means boys mm-hmm. right there yeah I hate, maybe he's talking about me because from personal <laughs> experience yeah <you know? laughs> <100%. laughs>
4: I've called me pretty bad names. so <laughs> You've called us all pretty bad names. I know. I know. That's true. And we've called you pretty bad names.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There,
4: there's some stuff that we say
0: behind the scenes that we can probably not say. Oh, no. Not on air or, or your channel will get canceled. For yeah. We, sure. we enjoy We enjoy doing <laughs> what we do. <laughs>
1: uh,
2: you know, and you still get a great cut. <laughs> talking about the Barber. Sorry. I just read one of the people's comments. You know, like. That was one of the things when we first started talking about you guys doing this, like for this page, because I wanted to be able to grow, and I know you guys are consistent, and you know always have a good time talking and everything. I was like I told you straight up, Apollo, I was like, well, y'all can do, y'all can do and say whatever the hell you want to do and say. I don't care. Why? Because I, again, I believe in freedom of speech. I think people have the right to be able to say what's on their mind. And if you want to drop an f bomb or an s bomb or what a c bomb, whatever it is that you want to drop, I don't really care. You have the right to be able to speak your mind. And you know, some people don't like that and that's on them. They don't have to watch it. But eventually what happens is you build an audience of people who miss people who speak their mind. You get an audience of people who respect people who speak freely and you get the audience in which I would like is people who respect that you have a right to feel how you feel and I can feel how you feel. And if we don't are- agree, that's okay. Yeah. It is okay to disagree with another human being. That is natural you don't have to cancel everybody because they said one thing you don't like, there's some hypocritical motherfuckers online. I promise you that shit that will say every day, dude, I love your stuff. Thank you so much for doing this, dude. I love this, dude. I loved when you said this or when you did this and they'll do that shit for years. But the one time you say some shit they don't agree with, rather than being a a fucking adult and saying, you know what? I didn't agree with that, but that's cool. You still provide me with all this other stuff I do enjoy. They try to go out their way to let you know that they don't like you. And you know what? Those people are fucking bitter. And fuck up fuck yeah. Yeah, I, I've, I've, I've seen
0: the comments on
2: uh, on, on our uh, on our podcast. <laughs>
0: oh, it's funny to me because I don't give a fuck what they think, you know? It's like I don't like the direction this channel is going. And you <laughs> you you will comment something like I just literally posted
2: a breakdown, go watch that instead. <laughs> <laughs> hey, For look. the people who don't understand, go watch the thing that you like. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. We ain't for everybody. And, no, we know that. We and we said, know that.
0: We've said that since we were LRTLK.
4: Yeah. We're like, and we're we're not for everybody. So. I mean shit. We may do UFC one day and then halfway through, all of a sudden we'll get off on a tangent about fucking photography. Or, or fishing. fishing yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Or I may get on a rip about my fucking garden. You know, who yeah. who knows? So
2: Okay, uh, who so, you got, Mr. Egghead, Oliveira or Chandler? Chandler. I got Chandler as well.
5: I got to go Oliveira. Oliveira. Oh. Uh, Braz- Brazilian uh Brazilian Tony. Yeah. Brazilian Tony. Gotta yeah, I got to do it. I got to go with Oliveira too. <laughs> All right. I mean, but that means it's going to be a great match, right? Yeah. yeah I, I hope mean, so. this weekend we, What is know, it? Is it this
0: weekend? Yeah, it's, it's tomorrow. 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 <sighs> <sighs> Man,
4: I have had Dude, such a it's trauma. the weekend. Of course there's a fucking UFC fight. Bro,
0: <laughs> I had such a horrible week <laughs> that I haven't even paid attention to anything. So, okay, I, I'm uh, I'm going to try to see if I uh
4: I it might says, catch it. I don't know. Starts at mm-hmm. six thirty. The main event starts at six thirty. What? Main event starts Wait. at six thirty.
0: Is it is it from Yas Island or something? Uh, no, it's Vegas. Toyota Center. The Center. then no. It's oh, no. It's, okay, it's, hold it's, on. It's, uh, so you're looking at the prelims, at bro. Yeah.
4: Well, I just I just googled it and it just said UFC six thirty.
5: It's gonna go to t- two a.m. like every other day. Yeah. See, I can't do that no more. I can't either because I I, I I get on the road on Sunday, so eleven hour drive yeah. for me. Yeah, I mean, I'll watch
4: it until it's time to go to bed, and then I'm like, I'll catch the rest tomorrow. Yeah, you know? hey, I'm not. I I don't know.
0: We'll see. I don't. I don't know if I want to pay for it. I, is it a pay per view? Yeah, Bro, yeah. it's a pay
3: per view.
1: Yeah.
3: It, it, I mean, let's really... be real.
0: After after last last month's pay per view here in Jacksonville, come on. There's
3: not going to be another pay per view like that for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man. I like after that card. Right. Like there were two other ones that kind of just like, you know, came by and then this one tomorrow. Bro, that, that, that. Are you sure you're not getting it? Cause your boy's fighting. Who?
5: Tony. Tony's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Tony. Tony.
3: Like I said, man, I,
0: I, I've i had such a shit week, you know, having to put my dog down and. Oh, dude. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Oh, it, was, it was not, not Maria, but, you know, the Yo, other ones. Yeah. yeah so still, I, sorry to hear that. I haven't, I haven't really paid attention to anything. Like I literally wake
4: up, work and go back to sleep. That's it. But I might catch it. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll talk to the boss. We may get it. And if okay. we do, you can come over and just chill. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll figure it out. But anyway,
2: um I
0: wanted to talk to you a little bit about the about the documentary.
2: Yeah, dude, hit me up, man. I got a few I got a few minutes to go, so hit me up. Ask away. What would you like to know? So, is there any nudity? Yeah, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Like
4: the incredible kid
2: movie? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You stuff. know, I like to open it up with just a shower scene of myself. Yeah, you know, right yes. off the bat, just ass cheeks up. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no nudity. You weirdo! <laughs>
0: <laughs> Damn, yeah, I'm, just so,
2: to, I'm just trying to sell for you, man. <laughs> <laughs> trying to sell this OnlyFans. That's mm-hmm. um, right, dude. Um, we. You know, obviously, I was out there for three months. We were only supposed to be filming for a month, and we wound up filming for three instead. I did Ooh. not expect that. The film crew went above and beyond, to be honest. They're great people to work with, and this won't be our only documentary either. We're already talking about working on a second and a third. So, or a oh, side. shit. Um, yeah, like, we just okay. work together really well. They're the same guys who produce Mexican martial arts. If you've never yeah. checked that out, definitely check it out. Um, I've been homies with them for years. Um, I love them fools. <laughs> yeah man and they're just great people and they're hot they work and that's what i love about it is because yeah. i remember the first time i ever worked with them and i knew i wanted to work with them again was i had a delay on a flight and i wound up having to like jump around um and i was i was in airports and on airplanes for 12 hours before i was able to get to them so i was fucking tired by the time i got there and it was late but then when i wound up when i finally did get there they were ready to go and i yeah. was like all right fuck it let's do it and then like we we did a couple of uh, We filmed a few pieces of original content. Then we had a meeting about the start of the documentary. And then like they were they were ready to film again and more. We wound up working until 6 a.m. the next day. And I got in, I think, at like 6 p.m. So it was we worked 12 hours straight after I got off a flight for 12 hours. So I was like exhausted. But like they were ready to go. And they kept asking me if I wanted to keep going. And I was like, usually I'm, I'm the guy who will keep going. And then everybody else is like, when the fuck do we get to go home? And so that was cool. But when I got out there, he, the, the director, Alex, man, he, he did all kinds of shit. Everything that I said, there's no way that anybody would agree to doing that. He got them to do it. Like, I don't know how he did it. Like, one, there's a guy, um, his name is James Heydrich, And he was like a super famous martial arts con man back in the day. And he got caught uh, by the, the amazing Randy, rest in peace. So James. The magician,
0: had, huh? The magician, the amazing Randy, the magician.
2: Yeah, well, he passed away a year ago, but <gasps> years ago in nineteen eighties, there was a TV show in which it was like the um some some kind of shit. Bob Barker hosted it, but he got this James Hydrick to come on stage, and James Hydrick claimed that he could move objects with his mind. And so James Randy was like, "No, the fuck, you can't." <laughs> and so like, <laughs> he had that like ten thousand dollar challenge where he put like a ten thousand dollar check in his pocket, and if you could that you had supernatural abilities, he would give you the money, which eventually turned, I think, into a million dollar challenge. Well, James Randi died with that check in his pocket. He like can prove everybody's supernatural abilities were crap, and he, he he proved that this guy couldn't move things with his mind. Well, later on down the, this guy had at the at that time the height of his celebrity. He had three thousand students. His school was so big it was in an airplane hangar. Like his school wow. was massive. And like, he was having hundreds of people in classes at a time. Like this dude was making money. And so, but he was a con man. He got busted for molesting five kids and he got yeah. a plea deal and it put him into a uh, mental institution, which is only an hour away from the production studio where I was at. And so dude, oh. we were able to interview him. Like while wow. he was in there. Oh, wow! Um, so that was a crazy interview. And we brought him in as a, like um, a uh, subject matter expert. Because who knows how to con people better than, like, this dude who was able to con people all around the world. He conned royalty. Like, he conned presidents. Like, this dude, he he convinced people he really was a psychic, which is crazy to me. But, you know, so we brought him in. He taught us all the tricks of the trade. Like, everything that he knew about conning people, like, if it was him, how he would do it, all that shit, he he gave all of it. We got to speak to four super famous martial arts con men. So we got to talk to uh, George Dillman's number two. So you got George Dillman, right? Like the guy who thinks that he can knock people out of his mind. Well, he's retired. So the guy who's in charge now, which is named Chris Thomas, we interviewed him. We interviewed a guy named Evan Pantazzi, who was a number one under George Dillman before he moved and started his own. He believes he can knock people out of his mind. We interviewed Ashita Kim. Ashita Kim, the old school ninja guy who has that video of him dodging bullets and shit. Uh, We interviewed him. So like we got all these great Mm content. and then – we got a con man to come in and teach us a seminar, and we filmed all of it. <laughs> and so, at one point in the seminar, like he does the pressure point thing, and I filled the room full of 10 people who all train, but he didn't know they trained. So, like, oh, no. he thought they were just novices, right? So, this guy comes in to teach the seminar, and I told everybody, I was like, look, here's the only rules I'm giving you. For the first hour, right, if he asks if you trained before, you can let him know you've trained. But just don't more, divulge more than he tells you or ask for. And I was like, but just go with it. whatever he's teaching you. Even if you don't believe it or if it doesn't work, just go with it for the first hour. And they did. Everybody was real cordial and polite. But I said after the first hour, because it was a two hour seminar, I said, be yourself. I didn't tell them to be aggressive. I didn't tell them to attack this man. I just said, be yourself and then speak your mind. And dude, after that hour, that clock went click. Hands were going up. Like everybody <laughs> we had a wrestler there and the guy was like, well, what happens about defending against a double leg takedown? Somebody shoots in to take you down. And he was like, well, I just dropped my elbows on their back like this. And uh, he goes, you're a wrestler. And he calls up like the, the younger guy of the group who only really had like high school wrestling experience. He wasn't like a wrestler. And he shot in and took this dude down and drug his ass over to the corner of the room and dumped him and then stood up and let him go. And I was like, yeah, that didn't work. And then somebody in the crowd goes, hey, man, what do you do about defending against a knife? This dude's eyes lit up. He was so excited. He went over to his bag all happy. He grabs his plastic knife. He comes back over and he hands the knife to the only guy in the room taking the seminar who was never trained in martial arts a day in his life. Because I scheduled 10 people to be there, but only nine showed up, making us odd. So I had the cameraman fill in that space. He hands the knife to the cameraman. This dude's never trained a day in his life, by the way. And he goes, what kind of attack are we talking here? And he's talking to the audience and somebody says, you know, the old prison shank. <laughs> so we hand, the guy, the cameraman's got the knife and he goes, stab me. And our cameraman stabs the shit out of his ass like eight times. And he's trying to do this. It looked like Gundam style defense. Like he's trying to like, <laughs> and every time he's getting stabbed. And then like somebody in the audience, actually Matt, I don't know if Matt's still here or not um, from Epic Roll. Was like, well, what happened? Wouldn't this be a better option? And he two on ones the guy's arm, and the guy tries to stab him and can't do it. He goes, oh, no, 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 that wouldn't work. It's like, clearly, this actually does work better than what (laughs) you're saying. He goes, no, that's silly. Because what are you going to do after that? It's like, well, bitch, not get stabbed is what I'm going to do after that. That's the whole point. (laughs) But then he's like, I want to get closer. He's like, that's why I'm not going to grab the guy. So he like rushes, he rushes our cameraman and grabs him and he bear hugs him. Well, our cameraman's arm is free and behind his back, and so the kind of like selling it a little better than I would have. He's pretending to stab him in the back, but he's not touching him with the knife, and so the guy doesn't know that our cameraman is doing this shit behind his back. And so he's looking at the audience. He goes, "As you can clearly see, I have complete control of the guy." And somebody being an asshole in the audience goes, "What happens if he stabs you in the back?" And this dude, I swear to God, we have it on camera. It's going to be in the movie. The guy looks at the audience and goes, well, if you don't see the blood, it's not that bad. Ugh. I like, like it. What? You get paid for this? What an asshole. Like, oh, my God. We're going to we're going to roast this man so hard, so so hard. And we were polite. No one beat anyone up. We didn't do any like we did. This as a science experiment. You know, we just wanted to see what would happen. We weren't trying to get a lawsuit over this, which is what people don't think about when they think about dojo storming. You don't think about the assault battery charge that's going to follow. Um, hey, y'all didn't sign the waivers. <laughs> and then we we did another experiment, which was the opposite, where I made up a martial arts instructor and I pretended to be some martial arts instructor named Master Montebank, which, by the way, <laughs> Montebank <Montabank> is actually <laughs> a pseudonym for fraud. Montebank means fraud. And so if anybody actually typed in "Montebank" into Google, when they were looking up our seminar, they would see clear as day that Montebank means fraud. And so, but no one did. So we had these 10 people come in, never trained a day of martial arts a day in their life. And I taught them bullshit. I literally taught them bullshit. I know for a fact would not work. And to even sweeten the deal, I did it in a way where anybody could do it. I just took three moves from three different movies I took. There you go. See a person who <laughs> deceives others, especially in order to trick them out of their money. A charlatan. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for looking that up, by the way. Um, so I t- I picked three movies. I picked *Under Siege* two. I picked *Miscongeniality* and I picked uh, *Enough* with Jennifer Lopez, where she learns karate. I love. And that. I took three techniques out of that those movies that don't work. Don't. They're proven not to work. One was a wrist lock. One was like the whole sing. Right. And then the other one was a was a sweep that she doesn't enough. That just doesn't work. Right. And then I taught them this. Then after teaching them this at the very end of that hour, I like did a pressure point knockout on the same cameraman who had the knife. And I slapped the shit out of his ass, but it wouldn't knock him out. And I whack him on the head. And people thought I really knocked him out with this pressure point nonsense. So after that hour, we got testimonials from all of them. And they all gave me raving reviews. Oh, my God, this is the greatest seminar ever. I loved it. I feel like I'm safer. I know that it's bullshit. I taught them bullshit on purpose. So after that hour, I bring them back. I send them down. And I'm like, all right, guys, does everybody enjoy the first hour of the seminar? Yeah, loved it. Blah. I was like, all right, cool. What if I told you all that that was all made up nonsense and doesn't work? And they were all like, no. Nah. And like they were all just completely fooled. And it goes to show you like two of these people had PhDs. It just goes to show you how easy it is to fool people about things that they don't know anything about because they're putting so much trust in you. And that's like the problem. Then I taught him like a real self-defense seminar for an hour. I made him spar. I made him work on takedowns. I made him learn rear naked chokes. I made him learn legitimate techniques that are proven to work. And then we interviewed him again after that about the whole experience. So it was a fun experiment, the entire thing. And I really hope that when people watch the documentary, they see just how easy it is for people to be fooled. And hopefully that'll make them ask more questions before joining a martial arts studio that might take up a year, two years, five years, 10 years of their life that might wind up being a cult.
3: Yeah.
0: So if you see like a school that says Gracie with a Y, you should probably question that shit,
2: you know? So what's running time uh, looking like? Um, Well, right now we're in the middle of editing. So I'm looking to, we're trying to get our trailer done this week. I should have the, the, the first draft of the trailer done by Saturday and then I'll send something back. And then, you know, obviously we have to chop it down. We're going to look at about two minutes for the trailer. um, And then after that, we're probably going to be looking at like, depending on how we sell it, it's either going to be a two hour movie because there's no way to make it shorter. We just already know that. Or we're going to try to sell it as a docu series because we have so much footage,
0: bro. Um, I think, I think that would be great. You know, three, four parts on Netflix, release them all at once Bro, I I will sit there
2: on a Saturday and watch the shit out of that. And it's I mean, I was worried when we started filming that maybe it wouldn't be good, like because it's a documentary. You don't know what kind of footage you're going to get. It's not up to you. It's up to the people that give it to you. But then as we started filming, I was like, there's no fucking way this isn't good. Like every time, every interview we did, especially with the frauds, like with the frauds, I couldn't be on camera because I call them out all the time. They're going to recognize this. I promise. This is a very unique face. All right. But so I couldn't interview the frauds. But what I did was I had our director interview the frauds through him. So I would like write down questions on note cards and I'd pass it over to him during the interviews. So that way we got all the questions answered that we wanted. But I just couldn't be the guy to interview them because there was a chance that as soon as I sat down and they saw me, they would leave. So they would recognize. you. Yeah. I found out something interesting, though. I didn't know. Oh, yeah. Apparently there is a place in the world that you actually do have to register your hands as deadly weapons. Let me guess. Wait, hold on. Florida. Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be the one place on the planet that doesn't give a fuck what you register. <laughs> 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 you got to register this gear. Um, uh, no, nah, man, it's Guam. And Guam, you actually have to register your hands as deadly weapons. Funny enough, it's a legit law, so feel free to look it up. Just type in Guam, register your hands as deadly weapons, and you will. it will pop up. You will find out. And I had called, like, it was very vague. Like you had to call like their tax collector's office, but it doesn't tell you what department. And so I called every one of them and we recorded all the conversations. I called every department just because, like to see what people's reactions were. And man, they were so funny because even the department that was the correct department didn't even know about it. And I was like, look, I'm not making fun. These hands, yeah, there you go, (laughs) see? (laughs) Like, isn't that crazy? (laughs) And what's even funnier is we went to the martial arts history museum, which is in Burbank. And I asked the dude at the history museum about that. He was like, Oh, that's ridiculous. So it might make that dude look a little bad. That's not the purpose. It's kind of for more comedic value because even I didn't know this shit, but you know, as soon as he says that we're obviously we're going to cut to the part where we're talking about Guam, but it's a, it's, it's fucking weird. Like the department called me back and actually sent me the paperwork so I can register. And it did gives you? you an option on the register of paperwork. Do you want to register your hands, or register your feet, or register both? Oh, both! <laughs> I'm both. Both. Package deal. Did Did you do it? Yeah, fuck yeah, I did. <laughs> 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 I gotta have I, I gotta have Alex, our director, like hit him back up because I think it'd be a really funny like end credit role of me just holding up my registration that I am now. <laughs> <laughs> I was
4: going to say, are there any countries this reciprocates to, you know, like my concealed carry? You know, can I
2: can I carry this in Georgia and still be covered?
3: You wear gloves. Mm.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird, man. Like there's so many misconceptions in the martial arts industry. Even people who are experts in the martial arts industry don't know a lot of stuff that's in the industry. Like I found out how gis were made. I didn't know that the original gi was uh, based off of a firefighter's uniform. Like, wow. um, that's where the original gi came from in Japan, the canvas uniforms that they used to wear, cause back in the day they would right. wear kimonos like kimono, but a kimono is thin. And so they would wear that and they would tussle with, but they kept getting ripped and jacked up. So they actually did traditionally train in kimonos, but then like the founder of like a uh, Fukushin or something like that, like the, one of the main founders of karate and like the, the dude from judo, a uh, very famous, uh, founder of judo, what the fuck's his name? Help me out. I'm drawing um, a blank. Uh,
3: from Junior Dos from, Santos? <laughs> no, um, he was the founder of Judo, from homie. Kaeda? Co- from the Kodokan or something like that? Uh, I don't I don't Kano remember. I
2: because I'm so Juro. bad at names. Yeah, But um, Kano anyway, Kano they were Kano actually Kano. buddies. So, like, the founder of this particular style of karate and uh, the, the founder of Judo were actually homies. And they were, like, talking about, like, trying to improve uniforms. And they, like, walked past like um there you go J- yeah. kano, jigoro kano or you know anyway so they they were buddies and since they were buddies they came up with the idea for the belt system and the uniform system together which is why you see belt systems not only in karate but also in judo and jujitsu uh, because that was something that they did together because they were buddies and actually the the belt system can't comes from um swim meets so, like at Japanese swim meets, they would uh, signify what division you were in based off of like these colored stripes that they would put on your like your your swim trunks or whatever. And so that's how they could distinguish who was in what division. And so they were like, "Well, that's a good fucking idea." And then they decided to start doing it. Like it was it was kind of interesting. Going to the martial arts history museum, I learned a fuckload, which is really cool. But like it was, if, if you ever get a chance, go to the martial arts history museum. It's in Burbank, California the dude himself will like walk you through this really cool tour and like take you down this like path of history. And it, it was really, really neat. So we'll cover some of that in the documentary as well.
0: Nice. Nice. So I guess I, I am
2: uh,
0: an intermediate swimmer.
2: <laughs> you a
0: purple belt. You're in the purple division. <laughs> yeah. Chris has been a beginner swimmer for like the last 10 years. So damn right. I'm just now treading. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, well, listen, I know you've had a busy day. I saw you on different, you know, on, on your live chat this morning. And I know you, the social media thing is just blowing up, which keeps you busy as fuck. I know you got another show with the guys from Kill Cliff, correct?
2: Yeah, I don't have it today. Like we didn't we weren't able to do it this week. But, yeah, we're doing it. I'm doing a show with the guys from Kill because they're one of our sponsors and uh, they allow us to keep doing this thing. But I sent in a request to be on Rogan today. And, um, I actually got an email back that said, Hey, would you be willing to come out to Austin if he agrees to having you on the show? And I was like, fuck yeah, dude, I'll walk now. If I got to be there in a month, I'll figure the shit out. (laughs) I
0: I told Chris that I wanted to go to Austin because, uh, Brandon McCaffrey is having one of the PGF qualifiers (laughs) in Austin. And I'm like, I kind of want to go to Austin, bro. Chris doesn't
2: want to go. He's he's nothing but cool to me. He's always been a good dude. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens with that. I also okay. sent in a notice uh, to be on the Brendan Chobb show as well. So below we'll the belt, happen. huh? Below the belt, or King he does of- he does below the belt, but he does like another thing for below the belt with like guests and shit. Are oh, the ho- like, food truck diaries? It's not that one either. It's something else. Like oh, fuck, hold on. I mean, he's only got seven or eight shows. I know right, right, right. Every yeah. show on the
4: planet he's doing right now.
0: One of the shows that he does, yeah. Like that dude is all over the place.
4: He's on Showtime. I was super happy though to see Callen has been back on. That Winning was cool short. Sure. That yeah, was once, nice. you, once yeah. you heard the real story of what happened. Wait, I haven't heard the story. Don't say it. Okay. What, what episode was that? Oh
2: shit! Now I'd have to. I'll look it up for you. Is it a uh,
4: fighter and the kid or? Yeah. 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 Okay.
2: I'll look. So it it. it's uh the Brandon Chop Show is uh, it's called What's Up with Brandon Chop? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> what's up thick boy <laughs> well i've been eating him sandwiches too Dude, I'm happy I'm finished, when i was fighting i was fighting at like 155 and i was that's i just maintained that weight but i'm 6'1 so like i was like a rail like i was not at a healthy weight for the height that i was at but i was so tall i didn't want to give up my reach so I was like, you know, fuck it. I'll just stay at one fifty five. And then I discovered this thing. It's it's what happens after you get done fighting. You discover this thing. It's called food. And I don't know if you guys have heard about this shit, but it is awesome.
0: <laughs> so so what, what you're doing now, you're rocking the dad butter like what? Two hundred. Oh, yeah. I'm right at
2: two hundred. And I'm happy. As fuck. <laughs> happy. Happy to be. Fuck. fuck apps, yeah. Dude. Having, having some margaritas, tacos and all that shit. Dude, enjoying life is what I'm doing, man. Like, And, you know, as I'm older now, I just do things because I like them. Like I'm not doing them to appease or please anyone else. If you don't like it, don't look, don't watch, don't listen. It ain't hard. You know, but like you get tired of living your life for other people. And basically that's what fighting is. You know, you think that you're doing it for the glory and shit. You're really not. You're doing it for sports entertainment because other people are watching you and you're entertaining them. They're getting way more out of this experience than you are until (laughs) later on down the road. Later on down the road, when you look back at your career and you look back at fighting, you can analyze and you can assess and you can learn what you grew from it. But at the time, it's ego. You want to beat another human being. You want to be the guy who's got the belt. You, 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 you. Fighting is very selfish. And, you know, everybody has their own cup of tea and I get that. But when I was fighting, I look back. uh, That was like the most selfish time I ever had in my life because everything was about me. You push everything out of the way in your life except for you and winning. And, like, that's just not healthy. And eventually, you know, when you move past that, you can look back and see all the benefits that you did get from it. But at the time, that's not what you're thinking. You're thinking about the next fight, the next win, who you're going to fight, studying tape, making yourself better. But it's it's a very selfish sport. And so, but, like, when you became a coach, then you start to realize, like, well, this isn't about me. This is about them and my fighters and my team and my students. And then, like, I felt like a, a big weight was lifted off my chest when I was done with that shit. You know, to be honest, I felt like now I can give back some of the experiences that I had so other people can succeed where maybe I had failed or lessons that I had learned so they don't have to stumble and fuck up and see like, you know, really fuck themselves up because that's what happens is when you're a fighter, you push things away. So that way you can focus on you. And that's to me just wasn't healthy for me anymore. It's not what I wanted with my life. You know, I just wanted to help people. So started doing this shit and started coaching and I haven't been happier, like, to be honest. Fuck yeah! Hey, hey,
0: hey right. before be, before uh-huh. we go, hey, hey, you have any questions for Rob?
5: Well, I guess a couple uh, points. I think it's been seen in the comments. I think a docu series would be awesome. I, th- I think we're kind of yeah. seeing that uh, be on yeah. the wave of, of the future. Not so much movies, but just more comment uh, content built over multiple weeks. I mean, I, I hope you know
2: Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime. I mean, I really hope one of those guys picks you up. Um, yeah, we, um, we're pretty fortunate that we have a lot of people in our corner because they like the message that McDojo Life is about and they like the fact that it's all about no bullshit because people could get hurt. You know, it's, it's proven people have been hurt through cults. People get hurt from bad instructors. People's lives are on the line when you're a martial arts instructor, whether you believe that or not. It's just true. It's like we're teaching people self-defense. And whenever they have to use those tools, they're going to fall back on their training and their training falls back on their coach. You know, that's all there is to it. Who is teaching them? You know, and if, if you're doing a shitty job, it not. Is it is it your fault that your student gets beat up or loses? Not necessarily. But if somebody gets put in a position where, you know, for a fact that what you're teaching them doesn't work, you know, this you know that this is not tested. You know that you're lying and they get hurt. That's when I feel like the coach is responsible. You know, if they fucked up on a rear naked choke or they didn't pass to the right side, like those are effective techniques. Those are just mistakes that are made. But if they're trying to do a gun disarm the wrong way and they're trying to move their head out of the way and then hope they can dodge a bullet because you convince them of that, well, then there's problems, you know? Uh, but yeah, man, like we have a lot of people in our corner who want us to succeed. And, you know, the next thing I would like to do, and I talked to Wallow a little bit about this before is I want a venue um, that's a headquarters for all of this in Jacksonville. I want to be able to, whenever there's a combat night that rolls through, I want them to host it at our, our location. I already talked to Mitchell. He's down um, whenever there's a jujitsu tournament, I want him to host it at ours. Whenever there's a karate taekwondo tournament, host it at ours because I know that I'll be able to get a building and undercut those other venues because I'll also be able to use that to bring in people for seminars like Stephen Thompson or Angie Hill or any other people like Rory McDonald and bring them to Jacksonville and allow them to teach seminars, get paid, and not have to worry about that inner school politics that's always lingering around. You know, people don't want to go to somebody else's gym sometimes because they just don't like that gym. Well, I'd like to have a neutral ground for people to just go and just be like, yo, this isn't at your gym. This isn't about you. This is about your students and getting the best education that they can. And I don't ever want somebody to feel like uncomfortable to go to someone else's gym and miss out on an opportunity for a good education. So like that's my next step. Like I already know, like what we're trying to sell the movie for. And if that happens, building just like that, like I'm not going to fuck around. I'm not waiting. I'm just doing like that's the next logical step for what we're doing here. And, um, you know, hopefully we'll be able to help people and show people that there's more than just inner school politics and people's personal beefs. Fuck that. That to me, that has no place in this industry. I hate that shit. Like, you know, you want to bring back honor, respect, and integrity, then stop having these inner beefs where you tell your students where they can and can't go. You know, let them go and do whatever the fuck they want to do because they're adults, you know.
0: Boom. And I ha- we have one more question. Unfortunately, it's not for you, Rob. This one's for Chris. So, Chris, uh, would you please take the time to answer Tiago? All right, John Jones. Okay. So the Sorry. question the question is, Chris, who is the scarier fighter, and Ganu as a champ or John Jones as a
4: ripped heavyweight? Jones. I mean, as as much as we've we've kind of bashed on Jones over the you know. Episodes and such as that. Listen, we're not
0: bashing him. We're just having fun with Yeah, him.
4: okay. But yeah, <laughs> and we're, and we're bashing him for his his out of the ring antics and shit like that. In the ring, unfortunately, that man is still probably one of the best fighters that the UFC's seen bar none. And I think it's gonna continue. The only thing Ninganu's got going his way is he's got that fucking bomb power. Mm-hmm. If he clips him, even if he clips him on just the corner of his fucking head, it can be done. Just a done night.
5: Yeah, he can you scramble know. his ring waves. Yeah. <laughs> first 90 seconds. First 90 seconds. First <laughs> well, I mean, 90 His seconds. cardio's
4: gotten better, he says, and things I, like but, that. But, but still, but that,
5: that's when he's his most explosive. Yeah. Like you said, he touches any part of him. It's going to hurt. To a the mind. moon. Yeah. I
4: mean... But but then after that, because I think John will pick him, pick him apart. Because John's got way better leg kicks than Ngannou's got, and you know he's gonna I don't slow
0: We we definitely don't want to see too many leg kicks because
4: Jones' legs are not that, that thick. No, <sighs> no. Yeah. you know the thighs maybe, but once you hit the knees down, those things turn <laughs> yeah. into toothpicks. He it forgot. Right. <laughs>
5: well, but remember, I mean he he out wrestled DC. So so if Jones, we don't talk about DC. that.
4: We'll talk about that.
5: How? I was gonna say like he's gonna probably he's probably gonna take Nugano down.
4: Which would I mean? Which would be a smart move because then you neutralize his power. Because you know, I mean, what's what's at best? A blue belt? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah,
0: never. You know, probably like a.
4: And I bet he ain't got no Naga champs. We know (laughs) Joe's got Naga champs at least.
2: Imagine being (laughs) that. You like go to Naga, you know, you're a blue and you well. fucking pull John Jones.
4: <laughs> you get John Jones. So
3: you're like, man,
4: you fuck, just, God, I just wanted at my sword. First. <laughs> like, you just
3: laugh at first. You're like, ha, John Jones. What a funny name. Yeah. <laughs> and then you I'm going to like-
2: destroy this John Jones character. Then yeah. you show up, oh, that John Jones. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the real one. He's
4: on it's the funny. other side of the mat, all six, seven of them in a gi. And you're like, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> I quit. All right.
2: Before we go, give a shout out to your sponsors. I'd like to thank our sponsors, Killcliff, Free Sleep, RDX Sports and Carolina Custom Foam for helping me keep the bills on or the lights on bills paid. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll let you go so you can go do your shit, man. Do your I thing. Got, I got things to do, but I appreciate all you guys. Keep up the good work, man. You know, yeah. I noticed that like your last couple shows because y'all were demonetized like for, I don't know, like a year, some God. shit. Yeah, we've tried I to rein them it. in a little bit. God damn it! <laughs> so it's kind of cool. Fault. To see, like,
1: my fault,
0: you know, guys.
2: <laughs> uh, so it's kind of cool to see that you guys are actually like, y'all might actually get paid eventually. Just like We're make I going you know, like do my fucking. I had to call you, Wallow, while I was out there. I was like, "Hey, man, like, I kind of want to pay y'all, but I was like, y'all kind of like are demonetized. Like <laughs> every time y'all do a fucking show." <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, normally Wallow takes care of that in about the first three minutes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sorry i'll
2: i'll try to do better dude you already <laughs> are like yeah. you're doing the you're doing the things we talked about and it's it's yeah. it's working so that's pretty cool but i gotta go man i appreciate sure. all y'all all right later, Rob. later. later.
5: that's me and you
2: <sighs> so
3: i was, just uh for the record real quick yeah. freaking vanilla ice that's it just at that what? what we got hit once because of him remember Within oh, minutes, yeah. within seconds of his music being played,
4: yeah, yeah, we got uh, snapped. Yeah, they, they fucking took us. That
3: there, was too. the day he lost me as a fan.
4: Yeah. yeah. Well, it was not him. It's not Vanilla Ice. It's it's the fucking record industry. Let me it's ask you a question. Owns the copyright? Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you it a question. Will it what? ever stop? What? I don't know. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Are you never gonna let me down? <laughs> never gonna give me up?
3: <laughs> <laughs> fucking Rick roll me. Uh, no, that's lyrics from Ice yeah. Ice Baby, you moron. Uh, let me listen or something like that. But yeah.
5: <laughs> well, we're going to uh, collaborate, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you got to
0: collaborate and you have to listen. <laughs> 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 All right. Let's get the fuck
4: out of here, man. I'm hungry as fuck. It's been yeah, a I am too. I will let you know about uh, tomorrow.
0: Yeah, well, we'll stick around for a few minutes, you okay. know, and because and, uh, I know you were going to tell me something about our trip. But uh, oh, yeah,
5: yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, anything you want to add before we go? Nah, sorry, I, I've been kind of uh, slacking on the uh, on the blog posts. I'll, I'll get those up. Uh, so we'll, we'll get at least a, uh, a a post about the the tournament coming up, and then yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I I was playing around with uh, doing a binging of the whole season two of the PGF, and, and just random notes. Uh, I might continue that. Who knows?
4: Did you did you get your bracket things
5: straightened out? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, it's on uh, Channel Ons, c h a l l o n g e dot com slash uh, I it's P G F season two finale unofficial. Um, so you can you can do uh yeah it's c h a l l o n g e dot com slash P G F season two finale underscore unofficial. Uh, if there are a hundred predictions, so if a hundred people go in there, I I will uh give the winner a PGF hoodie. hoodie. Oh just like this this fine hoodie I'm wearing for Matt Viper. I, I will nice. take an extra large.
4: Well you gotta you gotta do your You gotta permission. win first, buddy.
5: Yeah. Oh, who says I'm not? Well there's only twelve so far, so uh I'm, oh, okay. I'm I'm safe for now. All right. Okay.
4: We'll get the link so then that way we'll can we can yeah. add it in. And uh,
5: we're going to do a
0: podcast next week from the finale. Yeah. R- before they go live. I mean, we'll probably do it around the same time we normally do, but it's, it's probably not going to be as high quality audio.
4: No, it w- probably won't be as long. It'll be a, no, you know, it'll, more of a quick little breakdown yeah, kind of thing while we're yeah. at Epic Church for the yeah. thing. Uh,
0: anyway, Maggie, anything else you want to add before we bounce out? There's a.
3: So this is a national thing uh there's no freaking chicken wings where i live bro yes what the chicken shortage has hit us yep what do you what do you mean so there's like a chicken shortage right now mm-hmm. so yesterday you know i was trying to get some chipotle no chicken i was like damn let me get some b-dubs no bone in wings mm-hmm. bro i got a i got a 10 pound bag of chicken sell,
0: wings in my in my fridge right now because i go to costco shit crack
3: prices yeah uh, you can't
4: it, it, it's he's for real. That's uh, I'm
3: dead too. And then there's yeah. a Chick-fil-A sauce shortage.
4: Things well, cause that again. shit's that shit's amazing. But it's crack. I
3: actually
0: did want to add something real quick before we go. Uh This uh, upcoming Monday, uh, Jacksonville Muay Thai is hosting a seminar with Liam Harrison and Andy Hawson. And it's May 17th from six to eight. Again, Jacksonville Muay Thai. So if you guys are into Muay Thai, you're in town, you know, these guys are fucking world champions. And they're going to be there for a two-hour seminar. So uh, hit up uh, Jacks Muay Thai, get your tickets, get your spot, and uh, go learn some Muay Thai. Boom. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate your support. And we'll catch you next week. Adios.